I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew and welcome back to another edition of the Houdat Discussion Podcast. We are hanging out here in the Vivid Seats studio. Use the promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. And now we are going to get into a jam-packed episode here. So much to talk about. We have to talk about the preseason game number four against the Dolphins. Saints lost just by a little bit. And I mean, if it was a real game, they would have won some sketchy clock management throughout the game. But I think it wasn't really sketchy, I would say. It's just, you know, you're trying to get your team into situations that you may face down the road. So that can obviously be very important to get those reps in. And it doesn't matter if you win or lose in preseason. So overall, I mean, I'm fine that they, like, this is the one time I'm like, they lost, that's fine, because overall you saw a lot of good things. I mean, obviously they need to clean up some things, but it was also the Dolphins played some starters, Saints played no starters. So that's really what it was for that game. And then also I am recording this podcast on cut day. So we may see some cuts during the episode, and then also we'll go through all the cuts that the Saints made yesterday on August 30th. So overall, I think that's what we're going to do for this episode And I think we should just get right into it, starting with the preseason game and then moving on to the cuts and all that fun stuff there. So first, we're going to start off with some Saints-Dolphins notes and then move over to a group-by-group recap. So I think that is a good place to start. So some notes, Saints did lose 16-13 at home. They were 0-2 at home in the preseason, so that was kind of interesting there. Not like it matters, but, I mean, obviously, it's just a quick note. The Saints, they didn't, you know, have a lot of penalties like they did in the last game where they won. So they did do pretty good with the team stats. When you're looking at it, they were able to not really turn the ball over, no turnovers for either side. And then also on both sides, the penalties were down. The Saints only had four penalties. The Dolphins had six. So it's it was a very clean game. Saints did lose time of possession. They lose the total yards, lost first downs. That's going to lose you games for sure. Their third down efficiency wasn't, I mean, it was good. Six for 10 is very good. Six for 11, excuse me, there. And their only fourth down, they did not make it on fourth and goal. So that was obviously not that good there to lose the game. But overall, it was a valiant effort almost with the comeback. But overall, I think when you're looking at this game from, you know, down the road, you're going to say positive things. We had a lot of guys that got playing time. And I think that is a very good thing going into this season. And you get a lot of exposure to different people, either it's rookies or some guys that maybe you'll see down the line in practice squad. And I think that's all really good stuff there. Also really like how it was the first 
two games. Teddy Bridgewater got the first half. Taysom Hill got the second half. Teddy Bridgewater will be the backup, and Taysom Hill will be that third. Kind of, he'll be the jack of all trades, like he always is. But I think that is really good that both of them they get a lot of playing time, and both of them look pretty good. That was, I think, big in the red zone. When looking at it here, they did do pretty good in the red zone. They would have, they were two for three, and they could have been three for three. So I think. That is definitely very good stuff. I mean, you definitely saw the Saints were able to, when they got to the red zone, they didn't get to the red zone much, but when they did, they were able to punch it in a few times, and they almost did the last time as well. If they scored that last touchdown, that would have won them the game. But overall, they were able to go 2-2 to to that point, and they got down to the 5. And I think, look, it's going to be hard to score in the red zone with Taysom Hill because he can't really extend the plays like he was able to do in the open field. You have less space to move, and I think that would be, if the Saints ever had to play with Taysom Hill, that would be a pretty big hinder because then you're going to have a lot of teams just spy on him and you're going to make him throw and complete some passes which to him it's it's a little tougher maybe obviously he's going to get better and better but that was really the problem on that final drive but looking at a few other stats the Saints were able to run the ball 5.5 yards a carry that's definitely what you definitely want to see they were pretty good from the passing. They were 22 of 30, which is not awful. No picks, only two sacks, and they only lost two yards on both. So it's not really like a big deal. The offensive line was very, very good in this game as we wanted to see the backups, really what they were able to do. They did do a good job. And then looking at the box score, the Saints were able to, especially in the first half, I think Teddy Bridgewater did a good job. He scored a touchdown to end the half to give the Saints a lead. That was very good. He had a pretty good QB rating with 112 running the ball. Chiquiz Rogers did a good job, even though he was cut. Ozigbo, he's still, right now, it's going to be between him and Dwayne Washington. They're both not cut yet, so we'll see what happens there. He had five and a half yards of carry. Kerwin Williams, who was cut, four yards of carry. And then a few guys just were scrambling, like Deontay Harris did an end around. Teddy Bridgewater had one scramble, and Taysom Hill with seven yards of carry. He's just a yards per carry machine down there. The receivers, the leading receiver was Jordan Humphrey on one catch. He had one catch, 43 yards. Simi Cobbs, who was also cut, had a pretty good day with six catches, 42 yards. And then Emmanuel Butler had two catches, 20 yards, and his first pro touchdown. And I think that secured his spot on the team. So I thought that was very good as well. The Saints, no turnovers. Dolphins, no turnovers, which wasn't good as well. Looking at the defense, they were able to stop the run very well, just like they've always been. The Dolphins quarterback, Jake Rudolph, he was pretty good in this game. He had 110 quarterback rating, 220 yards, and one touchdown. So that was overall really good stuff from Rudolph. So the Saints obviously needed help there. C.J. Gardner-Johnson did have a good game and a lot of coverage. He got a lot of playing time, and he played a good game. I think he had a good uh, PFF grade, and then also he was able to do a lot of good stuff in the slot, do a lot of good stuff on the outside. I think this was one of his best games. And in his progression, this stuff matters. So I think that is just really, really big. So that's really what I want to cover from notes. Now we're going to move over to our group-by-group recap as we're going to grade every position. And I shouldn't say every position, every group. So we obviously do the offense with quarterback, skill position, O-line, and then we move over to the D-line, linebacker, and secondary for our defense. And we'll finish up with a special teams category. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion. Now we are going to get to our group by group recap of the Saints Dolphins game here. So we'll start off with the quarterbacks with Taysom Hill, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to give them a BB, which is better than other games past. Look, they played solid, especially Bridgewater. He played basically a game manager level. He had a couple of really nice throws, but until that final drive, he wasn't able to push the ball down the field and was able to score a lot of points. He only scored seven points at half, which wouldn't be good enough in the regular season. They definitely did play it a little, to me, conservative with Bridgewater, which maybe they wanted to just because he had a few bad games in a row. It was positive performance. He's getting better and better, but you can't put that like an A performance from Bridgewater. He definitely was not there. Taysom Hill... I mean, look, he didn't do anything amazing, but he almost came back to the Saints and won. So, I mean, that's obviously very good stuff. He was able to do some good things. He was able to basically get the Saints down the field a few times. And if the Saints just kicked the field goal, uh, kicked the extra point, excuse me, and then a field goal, they would have won this game outright and it wouldn't have mattered. But they tried to go for two because situational ball always matters. In the fourth preseason game, you want to get some backups in that situational roles. And I think that was a really good move by Sean Payton. I'm not going to question it, obviously, but if the Saints are looking to win this game, they would have easily done it with a few field goal, short field goal kicks. So I think you really shouldn't be looking at the main score here. But overall, Bridgewater definitely looked more comfortable, looked set. He was in a rhythm. That's all really good things. And he was able to show out some really nice throws. He had a really nice throw to Butler, Emmanuel Butler for a touchdown. And then also he had a really nice throw to little Jordan Humphrey for 43 yards. That was a dime right down the field. And people that they say that Teddy Bridgewater can't throw deep, I think they are definitely wrong there. Taysom Hill, he was just like he always is. He's a playmaker. He's a dynamic player. He didn't score any touchdowns and throw any picks. Um, but overall, he was able to definitely get the ball down the field a few times. And if you look at like the drives that he did in the play-by-play here, he was able to move the ball down the field a good amount here. When you're looking at it, the Saints to end the game, they went punt, then touchdown, then a punt, and then they and they got down the field and almost scored. So they were able to push the ball down the field. And the punts, they did get to like the 50-yard line. So it wasn't like they were just punting it you know, badly and then you know, just like three and outs. They only had one three and out with Taysom Hill. When you're looking at the Saints on the other side, they had a few uh, three and outs with Teddy Bridgewater. So overall, they were able to push the ball a little more down the field with Taysom. They were able to get yards, but they weren't able to put it in the end zone more than once, which to me is kind of interesting. But this, the defense did enough to win the game for the Saints and that, you know, with Taysom Hill, they're going to have long drives because he can't push the ball throw 50 yards down the field. He is a playmaker, but he's a more chunk player. He gets 15 yards, not... 50 yards you know I think that's kind of what it is for Taysom I think that's what it is with the Saints offense they don't have a lot of speed they don't have that guy that's going to take the ball off the defense so they're going to have to do this and they were able to do it the last two years have a top five offense so to me it really doesn't matter here but that's when I'm going to grade the quarterbacks BB plus solid playing from them and it would definitely be acceptable here to finish off the preseason obviously you're ready for Drew Brees a level play so that's just what I'm looking forward to in the dome against the Texans in basically a week so that's obviously going to be really fun there moving over to the skill position players look I thought they had a solid game a lot of great things from this group either it was the wide receivers running backs it was really just a solid job here you're looking at Emmanuel Butler's touchdown that was obviously a great catch here he was getting hold down and still was able to catch it on the pass interference so obviously that was really big little jordan humphrey was able to hold on hold on excuse me there and 
taking a big catch. That was a really good play by Humphrey as he capped off a good preseason. And I think that was pretty interesting. Simi Cobbs had a, he's not on the team anymore. He was cut, but he did have a good day with six catches, 42. It was spread out really nicely. You look at your four guys. You had Emmanuel Butler at the touchdown. Cyril Grayson, who's also cut at three catches, 40 yards, which is really good. And he had a big play at the end of the game. Simi Cobbs, as we said, and Lil Drummer Humphrey, as we said. That was a good job to spread the ball out. The running, Taysom Hill did lead running. I believe he did that every game. But other guys were able to have some chunk plays. You had Jaquiz Rogers, who again got cut, but you know, 4.7 yards a carry, that's good. And Devin Ozigbo, who averaged 5.5 yards a carry, but then he had a couple of chunk runs, which was really nice there of over 10 yards. So that was to me very good there. I've got to give them an A minus. To me, they did a good job. They were able to spread the ball out, especially in the last preseason game. They were a lot of stars. And that's all what you want to see. The depth is there for the Saints. I think we all see that. But that's just what I feel there. To me, they did a pretty good job. And then the O-line, I'm going to probably give them an A-2. Like, you wouldn't think this, you know, they only scored 13 points. But I think they could easily had 20-21. And I think also the quarterback play, it wasn't the best. It was in that B range. And, you know, when your quarterback's pretty low, it's going to take down the rest of your team. Maybe... The Saints skill positions wasn't a A minus, maybe more like a BB plus. I think it was really like a BB plus day for the Saints. And the O-line, I think that kind of exemplifies that. I'm going to give them like a B plus, A minus. Look, they didn't give up a lot of sacks. The Saints were able to control the ball at the line of scrimmage, especially with the running. You got to give it to those guys. Then looking at the snap counts, you had a guy, guys like um, Patrick Omame play a lot. You had guys like Will Clapp and also Ryan Groy get a lot of snaps that's obviously very good stuff there so I think that really when you're looking at the Saints offensive line they did do a pretty good job they were able to pace the game really well and I think that's something that the Saints definitely the backups playing the guys are going to probably get hurt eventually down the road so the Saints have to have especially in the offensive line you got to have good depth and I think the Saints definitely have that and people are saying no but I just think really besides Cameron Tom not Cameron Tom excuse me um Michael Ola Everyone else was playing very, very good this whole preseason. Cameron Tom was very good. You had Nick Easton, who was very good. To me, Patrick Omame was above expectations. That's just what you want to see. So overall, really good job by the offensive line. To me, they were able to control this game, do a really good job. So I think when you're looking at it, that's just what you want to see. Now, moving over to the defense. And really here, they only gave up 16 points, less than 20 points. That's kind of the marker for the Saints. The Saints defense... Gives less than 20 points to me. Didn't check the box off. We should win that game easily. And I think that, look, they didn't win this game, but I think they should have. So you could probably put that in that category. The defensive line did play pretty solid. You had guys like Wes Horton get some snaps. You had guys like Ziggy Hood, Sylvester Williams. Those guys on the interior got a lot of playing time. And that is just kind of par for the course. Ziggy Hood also did get cut, but they were able to control the line of scrimmage. They were able to stop the run very well. They didn't get a lot of sacks, so that's why they don't get a, like the highest grade ever. I'm going to give them a BB plus because they did a very good job on the running side. They were able to stop them. They get an A for that. But then the pass rushing, they get a lower grade because it seemed like the Dolphins quarterback was kind of back there. He was kind of comfortable. So that's just what I feel overall. Obviously, it was a pretty good performance by these guys and good. It's good to have depth. So that's very good. And overall, that's just what you want to see. 
if the Saints can go in there, do a really good job, especially during the season. And the Saints need that depth. They need that depth. Uh, tackles the first game. We don't even know what's going to happen. It looks like Mario Edwards is fine because Ziggy Hood was cut. And that, and I think he was the next guy up. So I think Edwards will be playing week one, which is huge for the Saints. I really like Mario Edwards. He has a lot of good things overall. And that's just what the Saints team needs. Just solid players all around. A lot of role players is going to help this team out a ton. But overall, that's just what I'm feeling from this offensive line. Moving over to the linebackers. Again, they had good play. They were able to stop the Dolphins' tight ends, running backs out of the backfield. They were able to stop the run very well. That's just what you want to see. They're moving side to side really well. You had guys like Colton Jumper, who also got caught. He played a good game. And then guys like who just went on to injured reserve, Will Compton. So overall, that's just what it is there. Also, Darnell Sankey, who the Saints signed mid-preseason, had a really good game, had eight tackles. He played the most defensive snaps. That's just what you want to see there. So overall, that is just very good from the linebackers. Good play as always. Caden Ellis played very good. And this team, this group here has made the best from year to year. This is group just went skyrocket. They were at the lowest of lows going into 2017. And then they got a little better in 2017. 2018, they got a lot better. And now it's just a really strong group. So you got to give it off to the coaches. You got to give it off to Dennis Allen and all those guys. Because that, I mean, that transformation is just one of a kind. Really good job by the Saints linebackers. And I think I'm really very, very confident going into the season that this group will be one of the best defensive groups for the Saints this season. So that's obviously very good. And then also, we're going to move over to the secondary. And this was interesting. This was kind of like a couple of battles here. You had the slot battle, and then also we had the kind of like that last cornerback battle. And that was really interesting. Also, Chris Banjo not making the team. Probably that means JT Gray is going to make this team two years in a row. Kind of surprisingly over Chris Banjo. That's really interesting as well. So I'm just interested to what the Saints see in a couple of these guys. Because cutting Chris Banjo was not in the plans. He got a lot of money coming out of that restrictive contract. Which usually players get the minimum. He gets $2 million. So I don't know. We're going to really see what happens. I'm very kind of interested to see what happens here. But a lot of battles. And here's really how it went. The Saints... Saw a lot in Ken Crawley. He played a lot. Him and Kayvon Webster played a lot. And they're going to go with Ken Crawley. They cut Kayvon Webster, which I thought was very interesting. I didn't expect that. But it did go down and happen, so I thought that was really interesting. Ken Crawley didn't play bad, but he didn't play like amazing when you're looking at it. Same with Kayvon Webster. So I guess they saw more from Crawley and like training camp and stuff like that. He does battle, and he's very physical. That's very good. But the Saints have a lot of guys like that. I, You know, you need some just veteran efforts that's not going to get flagged every play like Crawley was. That's just kind of what it is here. That's just what I feel. And looking at P.J. Williams versus Patrick Robinson, that was, again, a battle I think really we haven't seen yet until the season will start. P.J. Williams is kind of going to be in there and playing. He actually didn't get suspended at all, which I thought was really interesting. So it looks like P.J. Williams will come in as a starter. To me, he's had the better camp, but we'll have to see. I think Patrick Robinson's amazing depth, and to have him and C.J. Gardner-Johnson in there, that is really good. And as I said before, I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson had a very, very good game. So that's obviously really good stuff. And then also, just quickly, the Saints kind of in that last spot. As I said before, Chris Banjo doesn't make it. That probably means J.T. Gray does. He's had a pretty good camp here and he's been good on the special teams over the last few years so that's probably who's going to make this team which I think is very interesting but maybe that's to open a spot for a guy like Marcus Sherrills or a guy like that I'm very interested I can't wait to see who the Saints keep who they don't but I think that is a good segue into our final topic with the special teams overall they played fine nothing really bad 
no no field goals were kicked. Thomas Morstead did a good job. Kick returning, nothing amazing, but I think it's kind of solidified. Deontay Harris is going to get on this team and return punts, kick return. I think that's really good. If the Saints were in a close game or up by a little bit and they don't want to fumble, you could always throw Kamara in there in a big game, and I think that would be big just to have a guy that can catch the ball and kneel the ball in the end zone. I think that would be fine. But overall, I think Deontay Harris is a good player, and he's going to show out. He's just so fast. So the Saints need guys like that, so I really hope they do keep him. But I think now... Before we get into our cuts and what the Saints cut on Friday and what they've cut today, because there are a couple of breaking news, really, as this podcast is going on, the Saints have made more and more cuts. But before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. So welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we're going to talk kind of about an interesting topic, as it always is every year, kind of maybe a little of a sad topic, but we're going to be talking about cut day and all the cuts that the Saints have made. I'm just going to run through the list of everyone the Saints cut, and then we'll talk about, maybe not everybody, but some that I found interesting. So we'll start off with Friday's cuts, and here it is here. There's a big list. It's 14 guys, so I'm just going to go right into it. So Jaquiz Rogers, AJ Derby, Ryan Groy was cut, Fisayo Uwala was cut, Corbin Kafusi, Darnell Stanky, Simi Cobbs, Cyril Grayson, Kayvon Webster, Shane Smith, Drew Lewis, who is linebacker, Karen Williams, running back, Janeo Grissom, uh, defensive end, and then also Traven Durrell, who was a wide receiver. And then they placed Will Compton, Colton Jumper, and Josh Martin, who are all linebackers on injured reserve. So that's pretty interesting there. Now to go to today's cuts, safety Chris Banjo was cut, uh, defensive tackle Ziggy Hood was cut, and just recently, straight off the press, tight end Dan Arnold was cut. So... That means they like what they see out of Alazi Mack. That was my original prediction before Alazi got hurt. Now we're going to see what happens. So that's, I think, very, very important here. The Saints keep Alazi Mack now, it looks like. That is very interesting. And obviously, I'll give you guys my first um, opinions on everything. So to me, let's start with today's cuts, and then we'll move backwards. So Dan Arnold, obviously the interesting one. That's going to make Alazi Mack the tight end three. Very interesting. Who would have thought that he would make it after all those injuries, but the Saints obviously saw enough in him to keep him. I think Alazi Mack is kind of a more refined version of Dan Arnold, so I think that's really big. He was hurt, but the Saints saw him in training camp enough, I guess, to make him that third tight end. People thought that at the beginning of training camp, he was already the third tight end, so I guess they were right. So that's obviously really interesting there, and I think that is very, very good stuff. And I like Lazi Mack better than Dan Arnold. Obviously, Dan Arnold dropped a touchdown pass in the NFC Championship, which probably would have won the Saints the game. So that just doesn't sit well in my stomach with that. And I like Lazi Mack. I really like what they did with him in the seventh round. I thought that was a really good pick, and they got good value. And we're going to get to see it firsthand, I think, because obviously you're going to have Jared Cook, you're going to have Josh Hill. But I think you'll see some catches by Lazi Mack. I think he could have an impact for this team for sure. Ziggy Hood, I think this is important because... It's showing that the Saints are ready for what they have. They have Mario Edwards. They have Sheldon Rankins coming back soon, so they're not going to keep a lot of depth at the defensive tackle, like unneeded depth that they don't need. So that's obviously really good. And then also Sylvester Williams was cut straight off. This was like two seconds ago. So he was cut as well. So that just shows the same thing there. And then also just looking at these last, the last guy that was cut from today, Chris Banjo. I guess that shows that JT Gray's making this team. And that's very interesting. I would have put Chris Banjo over JT Gray, but 
look, Chris Banjo didn't show out by any means in this training camp like he's done in other ones, but it's not like he was bad. We already knew what he was. He was kind of an established commodity, so that's really it. But we didn't hear JT Gray's name a lot too, so it's interesting. I would have kept Chris Banjo. I'm very surprised the Saints didn't, but that's kind of what it is here. They're going to go with JT Gray. They're going to go with that guy, a younger guy who can also play special teams, played a good special teams last year, made it through the whole year on that roster last year. So he obviously showed and turned some heads. And that obviously came big going into this year. We know JT Gray is a hard worker and he's a good special teamer, but was he as good as Chris Banjo? I don't know. It's just very, very tough. And then moving over to yesterday's cuts, a lot of wide receivers cuts. So I think the Saints, they're going to keep Butler, which I think is very interesting. And Simi Cobbs, they also cut him. I was very surprised that they cut Simi Cobbs and they cut uh, Cyril Grayson. Those two guys they cut instead of Humphrey Jordan, a uh, little, little Jordan Humphrey. I'm sorry. That's very interesting. I think that's kind of a thing when you look at it. These guys are going to come in and not make the team before guys like Jordan Humphrey do. Maybe he's going to be the surprise guy that makes it. Kayvon Webster, that means Ken Crawley won that battle. Ken Crawley was against Ken Crawley and Kayvon Webster. They brought Ken Crawley some competition. Maybe Ken Crawley did well with that competition, and he was able to thrive off of it. So I think that's all really interesting stuff. But the Saints go with Ken Crawley instead of Kayvon Webster. Again, I would have probably kept Kayvon Webster, but what can you do? And I think overall that is really what it is there. They cut Kerwin Williams, which is kind of what I thought. They cut Jaquiz Rogers, which I kind of thought. And then you're going to probably either keep Ozigbo and Washington, or maybe they keep both. I think that's going to be very interesting to see as this day progresses. They cut AJ Derby, which I thought he was going to make this team instead of guys like Alazi Mack and Dan Arnold. Dan Arnold didn't make the team. Alazi Mack does. So out of those three, Alazi Mack's the one who makes the team, which I think it was a little of a surprise because Alazi Mack was out, and he probably would have been able to get on the Saints practice squad. But no, he makes this team. He's obviously shown enough to make this team, which I think is really good because I think he has a ton of potential to be one of the Saints' tight ends of the future. So I think that's really good. Then you have guys like Corbin Kafusi, who is very good at definitely physically. I think he's going to definitely be on the practice squad. You have guys like Drew Lewis. He probably can hit the practice squad. Janeo uh, Grissom, Trevon Durall, they can all go on the practice squad. That's kind of interesting. Darnell Sankey, the veteran, also got cut. Had a really good game against the Dolphins, but still gets cut. They do cut Ryan Groy, the guard, which he was kind of a depth guy to start. He had a pretty good preseason, but... I think he could be kept around the New Orleans area just in case we needed him after an injury or something. That's very interesting. Fasayo Owala could be another guy that we bring in on the practice squad. I think overall, that's kind of interesting. Those are your first cuts. Those are your guys that I'm not going to say it was like they were going to get cut, but I had a feeling that some of these guys were going to get cut. Not Kayvon Webster. I really thought he was going to stay instead of Ken Crawley, and I thought they would have traded Ken Crawley. So that's just really, I think, what it is here. I'm kind of looking at to see if there's any more cuts before we sign off if there is not definitely stay tuned to our twitter instagram all that fun stuff we will be posting them right when they come out so you are all informed and if anyone big gets cut we will do a kind of just quick episode there where we just talk about if someone like if they cut like a guy that we never thought they would have cut so i think that's really interesting because guys like today got cut you guys like the sean mccoy got cut you have guys like Ja'Kai Polite with the Jets, who was their third-round pick. He gets cut right away, which, I mean, he definitely had a lot of attitude problems. That obviously had something to do with it. But that's really what it is here. I don't think we have anything else to say here because there are no more cuts. When the cuts come out, the rest of the cuts, definitely stay tuned to our Twitter. We will be announcing them as they come out from the Saints or any reporter from the Saints. So all that is 
I guess sad stuff, but it's interesting to see where this roster stands out. Next episode, before we leave, I just want to talk about our next couple of episodes for the Who Dat discussion. Our next episode, we'll talk about the main 53, who's going to make this team, and then we're going to go over the schedule. We're going to go over my full prediction of the Saints season and see what they can do this year. And then, I believe Friday, we're going to have another episode coming out previewing the Saints versus the Texans. So that's going to be really fun. I can't wait for the season to start. But with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you like this podcast and like what I'm doing here, please, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at the this, follow us on Instagram at Discussion, and then also anywhere you listen to your podcast, definitely subscribe, leave comments, do all that fun stuff because Without you guys, this podcast is nothing. And also share it out. If you know Saints fans around that don't listen to the podcast and you want them to listen or you think our content's good, please tell them about it. It could be anybody, friends, family, all that fun stuff. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?